0: what's hey, up
1: what's up how's it going brad
0: good and hi to everybody out there in our podcast world and our youtube world i hope everybody's doing okay uh, having a great day
1: right it's been it uh, feels like it's been forever since we recorded our last episode to be honest
0: <laughs> it, it also feels like it just turns around on a dime it's like right. you're doing stuff and it's like oh it's it's
1: time to do another episode <laughs> already Where did right. that come from? <laughs> i remember when i was like so um it's getting close to that time. Uh when do you want to do this?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right, that's right. So I think,
0: I think if we had our own choice. We would just record them one right after the other, right after the other. Just get them all out
1: <laughs> of Right. I, I really do, honestly. But at the same time, I'm like, well, then what kind of time does that leave uh-huh. for <laughs> interaction and and letting people ask their questions and, and getting that proper engagement, you know, to to give people time to, to check everything out, you know, a hundred percent. Right. So like
0: we did last time, I thought we would have a check-in question to start. And our episode theme today is all about time travel. So Mm -hmm. in that gist of that theme, uh, Matt, if you could time travel to somewheres uh, a, would you actually choose to
1: do it? And if you would choose to do it, where would you go? That's a good question. So man, I mean, I have so many. The answer is yes, uh, unequivocally yes. Um, I would time travel for sure. Um, I think more than anything, I I would never go backwards. I would always jump forwards, and I say that because, you know, in my life, it's like I don't I don't see any any purpose in dwelling on what was, because even if I go back and check it out. I still have to come back here, so why not go and check out what's coming? So then maybe I'm like, oh, well, frick, I can, uh, I can prepare myself for this. You know, maybe I need to. There's an apocalypse coming, so maybe I should shred a couple pounds and stock up the food or whatever. You know, um, I really, I really think it'd be fun. But if, if it was to happen, like if it was like, oh yeah, you can do this, and it's possible. I just have this thing where I really hope that it would be doctor who style. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to be real honest because the TARDIS and doctor who is my favorite. And to me personally, um, that is like the ultimate time travel mode of I want hands down. I will always pick the TARDIS just, I mean, how can you not it's bigger on the inside. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know? So about- yeah.
0: Let, let's let's give it a second. Let's just wait for a second and see. Maybe the turtles will show
1: up <laughs> behind you. That would be so freaky. You start hearing <laughs> the theme. Uh-oh, we're, uh oh. We're well, we're gonna have to cut this episode short because I gotta go. I got meet you with the doctor.
0: So, <laughs> no, you come right back to the same time. We wouldn't even know the difference, right?
1: I mean, that's true because for them, it's they're gone like five minutes and it's been like five years. That's just crazy to think about, though. Um, what about you? What what what, I- what would
0: you do? So, so I've watched so many time travel shows, whenever they go to the past, they always mess it up. So I'm right. going to take the opposite view. I would not time travel just because I would be afraid of messing things up. Like right. when I get up in the morning, it's a miracle I can make my breakfast, let alone, <laughs> you know, having the mistake of going back in time and stepping on an ant. I do like your idea of going in the future, right. but then I'd get worried once I got there, I'd be like, I don't know, maybe homesick and now I can't get back. Unless it is possible to get back, but maybe it's only possible to go forward. So my choice would be just to be like, that's cool, let other people do it. If they screw up the timeline, it's all on them, but I'm good, I'm happy. So given the option, I don't think I would time travel.
1: Well, let me put it this way then, okay? What if you could experience time travel, but you didn't actually have to do it? So let's say, for instance, a mysterious man came up to you and said, hey, do you want to time travel? And you're like, you give your explanation that you just gave and he's like, "Well, what if I just pull up this little magical ball here and I show you what you would be doing and what you experience when you tell me where you want to time travel to, but you don't actually go." Yeah. Then maybe? Think, yeah, I think I think for sure, I think the only thing I
0: wouldn't want to know because, you know, then it might be like, "Okay, well, how do I die so I could avoid my own death?" I wouldn't right. want to know that because then I would just spend my future being afraid of something that's going to happen. But if they were going to show me, okay, I'm going to show you where you're going to be in 10 years. And they're like, oh, you're going to be a famous scientist and you're going to win the Nobel (laughs) prize. And everyone, I'm like, sure. Even if it's not true, just show me the picture. I'll be happy with that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so I just thought that was like an interesting way to put it. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, and guys, just remember something I want to announce real quick is that if you want to geek out with us, you need to be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, where we not only post episodes first of all the new episodes get dropped first on YouTube. Um, we're also doing little skits and we did a video for Pi Day um, and, and we'll be dropping some trivia questions about whatever our episode topic is. Um, so it's another way you can interact with us. If you just want to listen, uh, we're also on Spotify and several other platforms. So just search out the Geek Dream Team and you should find us. Um, Also, the most important, join the Facebook page. The Facebook page is where we keep everything up to date. We post quotes and stuff about the episodes. We also post the episodes there for you so you know new ones are out. Um, We're dropping cool little Easter eggs all the time. Um, so there's always ways for you to interact over there and the more you interact the more we know what you guys want to see and what you want to hear about so drop on into one of those check us out liking and subscribing would be really helpful um so we know that you guys are loving what you see so and and you know we we call it the geek dream team and i
0: think that you guys all make up the dream team, right? It's it's everybody out there. It's you guys putting in your thoughts, putting in your ideas, letting us build a show around those thoughts and ideas. We can only be as effective as you guys. So you guys get in, get involved, do stuff, and it's going to be an awesome show. And we'll be grateful for it. I'm already grateful
1: for it, but even more grateful for it. Right. There are so many of you, we've met so many of you guys already, You know, commenting on our Facebook posts and uh, leaving comments on the, the latest episode saying, Hey, I loved this. Or what do you think about this? Or even just asking us questions. And I'll be honest. I don't know about you, Brad, but I'm loving it right now. It's, it's fun <laughs> so far. So it's, it's a blast. <laughs> right. I mean, did you, I I know me personally, I didn't think I was going to be doing this. I'm like, I'm not going to have a podcast like this. I don't, I don't think I can. And then here we are. So it's been, it's been fun. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying it's that, it. It's that
0: interaction. It's that back and forth. It's that getting that feedback. Like just doing it by yourself just would sound bland. But <laughs> right. we got us together doing the show, but then we have the people watching and 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 putting in their thoughts. And that's that's what makes the difference. That's what makes things successful.
1: That's what makes it fun. Exactly. Exactly. Um, did you want to kind of take the reins and kind of explain to us a little bit about? time travel some science some shows some theories and kind of
0: yeah so so we did do that cool interview with mr g and we talked about some of that so definitely you can go check that video out but you know today we're going to talk a lot about some of our favorite time travel in tv and in movies and stuff like that and you know when i look back at the different shows and the different the different styles i think there's there's several different theories and styles around how time travel works right um one of the ones that you see a fair bit of time is the idea of being this you, you might think of the show Groundhog's Day uh, but it's done in a lot of different science fiction shows they'll at least have one episode where they're reliving the same day over and over again and they're trying to maybe fix something that went wrong or make something right um, another one that just came out recently was called Russian Doll the whole first season it's this repeat of the same idea so that's one thing that right time travel idea kind of stuck in a loop, right? Another one, right. of course, is people that go back to the past. And I mentioned this, and, you know, they mess something up for whatever yeah. reason. And and it's like this, I think it's like called the butterfly effect or, or something like that, because it, it's one small little change that happens in the past that has this ripple effect in the future. And if we think about the show DC Legends of Tomorrow, they're constantly trying to correct this. People went back and messed something up and now they're trying to fix it and, and and make it, you know. So that's another way that you'll see a lot of time travel ideas going back and fixing the past. And then there's a lot of other time travel about the future or people who came from the future. And I'm thinking of the show like Travelers where they've come back, again, trying to correct something in the past, but yep. they take over people's bodies. Right. And anyway. It's the soul this idea of fixing something or they're shoved into the future. I think one of the most interesting things about all the time travel shows that I think of is it always seems to be almost accidental. Something yes. happens and it was never like intended that that's what it was going to be. Right. Or maybe the time travel machine got created by accident. and They're like, oh, oh, I guess I could travel through time. And right. they, they kind of make fun of this. and I remember in an episode of The Simpsons where he has a toaster and something. I think he pushed down on the toaster and suddenly he's in the past and he's trying to get back to the future, but he keeps messing it up all the time. He comes yep. back to the present and everything's changed on him. And I think that's, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know if we can really go back and damage things right. in the past. I don't think we can really cause that. But the idea of going to the future we know is possible. And right. it's kind of interesting that you know, what What would it like? What's the world going to be like 50 years from now? And I think that's been something that's fascinated people since the dawn of time is wondering, well, where are we going to be? I, I remember as a kid watching a TV show called Space 1999 where there was this moon base on uh, uh, <laughs> in, in 1999. I was watching the 80s, but there was this base <laughs> on the moon. And you're like, cool, we're going to get there and we're going to have flying cars. And 1990 comes along it's like,
1: it doesn't look any different than it did last year. I don't know. None, none of this is none of this is happening. What? Yeah, none of this is they, they told us this was going to happen, but there's
0: nothing. <laughs> the closest I think is back to the future. They cheated a little bit because Nike actually yeah. came out with the sneakers. Somebody did come out with the hoverboard, but not really exactly, so you know. Also, you remember so in I think it
1: was think it was the first or the second one, but he um he had found the um, the baseball prediction book so like a sports yeah. betting book for baseball and idea. he was and he was like oh well I already know they won and they won and they won and they won so he started playing some bets he's like ah, I got I got this and then he left it on the ground and somebody was like this game like this this is what <laughs> who is this team <laughs> so yeah i definitely get what you're talking about.
0: My, 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 one of my favorite parts of that is when uh, they go back and, and he's trying to prove, uh, Doc Brown wants Marty to prove he's from the future. He's like, who's the president in your time? And he's like, Ronald Reagan. And he's like, Ronald Reagan, the actor? Why would he ever become a president?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was just a funny part of like, I think with those movies specifically that they were able to keep it new and fresh um, with each movie. And it seemed like that when you take a look at other movies like that, that have to do with uh, time travel that have more than one, you kind of see them either a revert back to the first movie, as far as like how they travel, what they travel for, uh, who they travel with, who they meet when they travel but they were able to make it so each movie you know one he was he was trying to make sure his parents got together and so he would be born and another one he was going back to the wild west like they were able to creatively make it so you stayed invested because nothing was the same except you knew that it was going to be him and it was going to be Doc and they were going to have the DeLorean although with the exception I don't know if you remember this. There was only one for most of the episode where it wasn't the DeLorean that they used to time travel. It was a train. It was a steam engine train. Yeah. So.
0: The train comes back. They made a animated series after oh, that. Oh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. It's
0: involved a lot in the animated series. But, you know if i had to have one complaint because because a great great set of movies highly right. recommend awesome awesome movies but if i had to have one complaint it's the part where he's got a photo and he's trying to keep himself from, like you said make sure he gets born right. and his brother and his sister are fading away on the photo or on a newspaper the newspaper heading changes and it, it bothers me a little because i'm like Shouldn't it just happen like that? Like, why right. is there this delay? Where does this, time has some sort of delay. So you alter the past, but it takes time for the past to catch up. And like, I don't know, right. there's, there's a little bit of that. i like, I don't know. It was fun. It was a good story, Right. but
1: didn't feel quite right. <laughs> yeah, there was, um, I think, at least in my opinion, like with, with that whole thing too, it was it was kind of weird because I recently went back and, and rewatched um, all of them. Because for people who who don't keep up with much of actors or pop culture, um, Michael J. Fox who has Parkinson's and it's it's really 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 been getting worse. Um, so that in and of itself is I was like, man, I I, I got to go back and rewatch just for nostalgia's sake and and kind of try to remember him in a. A, a better more funny light where he could actually you know do everything and he was having a wild time and um so that that kind of sparked that but i i get what you're saying because i remember watching it and it was like it wasn't even that the newspaper just changed it kind they kind of used one of those um i don't know i want to describe it as like a um kind of like hearkening back to the old comic books where they kind of swirl and then everything comes into view that's really what it was i mean so only like they they slowed it down on the frames per second so it looked like it was just oh this is like he like he picked up a new newspaper you know um so yeah i i definitely
0: and there was and there was audio that went with it and i there was always this little i don't even know do 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 and it was like if you're playing a video game and you discovered a secret because every time you'd hear you like, oh, oh, there's something. This is important somehow. So you knew to did pay attention. Right. I, I, don't,
1: I don't know if you ever caught it too. So along with that too, like when, when the newspaper would actually fully change, you would kind of see the newspaper shake a little bit. And then it would be like one of those old wind sounds, like shh shoo- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, what are we using? Are, are we are we making a PowerPoint? Like, are we are we making transitions here? Is is this is this where we're going? Like, that's what it almost seemed like. It seemed like a bad '90s, like <laughs> some somebody had to make a slideshow for their you know college presentation. <laughs> I love it. And that was that was the quality that we had back then. Yeah. I mean,
0: well, we don't want to spend the whole episode talking just about Back to the Future, though. What are some of your other favorite? Uh, um, so, future?
1: some of my, I'll, I'll just a few of my shows and movies. I kind of, I picked. I have so many guys. There's just, there's too many to count. Like, there's so many time travel, and and sometimes it's not even just straight time travel. It's more of like a parallel. I want to call it like a paradox, where you know, there it's not really travel because they're running the timeline concurrently. Um, and then they kind of jump back and forth. So, I mean, um, so a few of my shows, number one, for anybody that knows me, Dr. Who, I absolutely love Dr. Who. Um, not only for the time travel aspect, but just for the fact of the excitement. Cause you know, you get a new companion and then each each one gets so much time with each doctor. And then when the doctor changes, they still have that same companion for a while. And it takes them a minute to find out that, oh, that's, it's the same person. It's still the doctor, but they just look different. And so I love the whole aspect of the rediscovering. Like, oh, do I want to travel with this person? Are they really the same person? And that kind of thing. But also, when they do time travel, they go to make a difference you know they go to to stop something or set something straight now there's a few times in a few episodes where they're just they'll he'll go show the companion what is happening in the future because there was for example it was um there's a an episode with david Tennant and uh oh the companion was rose her name was rose. billy um yeah. i can't remember her last name but um And she was complaining. She's like, man, this, I don't get why we're doing this. There's no reason to be doing this. Like, why, why are we going and trying to stop these situations? Like, it's not like the world can get any worse. Um, And mind you, these are set in London. So like, you know, it's already eh. in and of itself. Really excited. (laughs) Um, But he's like, do you really want to know why? And then they get in and he takes her and shows her the extreme of what the future is on another timeline if they don't help this or if they don't set this straight and she starts to realize she's like, Oh, okay. Like, so there is a reason and a method to the madness. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one of my, one of my favorites. Um, so so I have a question. Yeah.
0: So, so the, thing that I've never quite understood or maybe you have some insight into in doctor who every episode he mm-hmm. goes to some place or some time or sometime and right. some place and as he's there they're kind of looking around and some some amazing critical event is occurring so my question is does the doctor know in advance when he's in the tardis that he's going to go there because that's his next sort of mission but he doesn't explain that to his companion but he really just knows or is it the tardis That Because the TARDIS seems to have some sort of intelligence of its own that's taking him to those destinations. Because sometimes it seems like the Doctor doesn't have a clue what he's doing. He's just pulling things like, I don't know, let's see what happens when we pull this. And then they end up somewhere. So I'm like, I think the TARDIS has a bit more intelligence in terms of what's going on there. Or is he just really unlucky and finds himself in these
1: situations every (laughs) week? Well, it happens to be a little of of all of it. And I know because... I've watched Doctor Who since, you know, all of the episodes. So I'm talking Tom Baker himself, 60s and 70s and 80s. And the reoccurring theme seems to be that he always knows where he's going and why he's going there. And they kind of hint at it in a few of the newer episodes. It started with, like, um, Christopher Eccleston when he, he plays the first Doctor in the in the revised Doctor Who Um they kind of hint that the TARDIS has a connection with the doctor. So only the doctor can, can feel the TARDIS because they're kind of interconnected Um, because you kind of see this look on his face when he's like, we've got to go somewhere. And you can kind of tell he gets this realization before he says, Hey, let's go that something isn't right. It's kind of a, not quite an aha face, but more of like, uh oh like it's it's like a it's like he's getting a gut feeling um or his or his brain seems to be able to be in
0: multiple different timelines at the same time exactly exactly yeah humans, he can see all these things and be like okay yeah this is to be. and
1: and they and they kind of leave it up for speculation but they do like if you if you pay enough attention um and have watched him enough times as i have <laughs> that you kind of you kind of pick up on the cues and and, and you get the hints that like okay, well, he was meant to go here. He knew he had to go here um, because he gets to that place and they were expecting him. Like, oh, we were we were expecting your help. And so I think there is a truth to both sides of it. Sometimes he has no idea, but I think a lot of the times, given the facial cues and, and the kind of things that he says to the companions when he goes to pick them up to go on a trip, that he, he kind of has a hinkling. Because, you know, there was one episode too um, that he was like, you need to you need to make sure you pack sunscreen um because they they went on a sh- they went into the future and went on a trip um, and got on a ship that was watching that there were literally these ships of all different species on it, and they they pretty much got on the ship to party and watch planets explode
0: yeah.
1: um and, and it was so hot that even just looking out the window if you weren't wearing sunscreen, you would burn. Um, so, so with that being said, you kind of lend it to your imagination. Like if he knows to tell her where we're going, you're going to need sunscreen. Right. That he There's kind something. of knows. Yeah. Um,
0: but, but he seems to play dumb sometimes, even though. Oh yeah. Well, that's, anything, you know, that's just... the
1: whole, that's the whole doctor thing. Um, it, it's always been, even if you go back to Tom Baker, he always played just, a, you know, he played it a little bit goofy and you can kind of tell that, like, hey, something's afoot, but I'm not going to say what it is. But we're going to go somewhere, and we're going to do some things, and I don't know when we're going to be back. (laughs) So um, the next one you actually mentioned before was a show called Travelers. Um, So basically, they're not so much as jumping forward, they're jumping backwards. Um, And it's a group of uh, people varying at different ages, um, they work for the, the future agency and they pretty much come back to um, stop things from happening to make the future better. So that they're supposed to be like, and one of them was like, there were supposed to be a, um, a bombing that oh. occurred, like a mass bombing. And so they had to come back and, and figure out who it was and stop them and do those things. But the key was in order for them to naturally travel back, someone had to die. So, and the person that died is who they came into. Um, And the trick was, is that if that person that you um, dropped into had an issue, you also had that issue. Like you still had your mind and you still knew all your training. You still knew all those things, but you still had to deal with everything in their life because you look like them. So for the biggest example I got was there was one of the main characters that when he dropped into a body, this body that he um, dropped into was a major, major drug addict. And the reason he was able to jump into him was he overdosed. Um, So when he came back and he was in the body, he had to fight addiction because he's like, he had, in order to do his job, he had to overcome this addiction um, to the drug and, 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 and get clean so he could continue to stay and not die like the previous host. Um and then one girl had a kid that she had to take care of so i mean it's all those things and and so you're you're saving the world and you're doing those missions but you still have to live that person's life to not blow your cover
0: right which like i said premise wise makes sense because it's the consciousness that's being projected so if you put your consciousness in somebody else's body and that body has brain damage yeah well you, you might even have a problem where how does the consciousness fit because maybe it's so big but it's like if you think of a computer it doesn't have enough memory to fit in there yep. so now you're a little off and something's a little wrong or like exactly. you said you have an addiction now, did that series actually have a finale though or did it end up getting canceled cuz i don't remember um so what happened
1: of- was is that um they had had a season finale um and then it, it was it it lasted a couple months and after it was over um it it, it was like a month and then they had announced um, that they had been renewed, um but then during um pre production they were like, no we're not doing this anymore um so then they were like there there's there's no new season um which which the one thing that was cool about that, like I wish it would have went on more, but when that when that news broke, um the entire main five or six cast people they all got together and Um, put out a video message in character and they were like you know they 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 stayed in character but they gave this heartfelt message like we're you know we're sorry you know we we wish we could come back and and continue to help you improve your lives and you know things but giving this heartfelt message that guys this this really sucks we wish we could have could could have done this new season. That's cool. Um, I didn't yeah. know that
0: at all. I gotta go check that out now. Yeah, so if if I, t-
1: sorry, go ahead. If I if I can find it, I'll send it to you. Um but yeah it was it was it was definitely a cool way because they didn't they weren't told to do that. They were just as actors they're like look this show yeah. means a lot to people and a lot of people it filled up their nights giving them something to look forward to. We as actors who love our profession owe them some sort of cool nod for, for supporting us and, and, and giving us the, the numbers and, and just being there for us and being invested in the character development. So cool. Yeah. neat. Um, the next one, of course, of course, Star Trek. Okay. Now I know you're going to ask me or someone else in the comments is going to ask me which Star Trek. Um, Honestly, I don't freaking care. I love all of them because, and the reason being is I know there's haters on the new stuff. And, and honestly, for me, it's more of an experience that I can immerse myself in. And I love seeing what new, fresh ideas that the new actors can bring to the table. Because it's, it, you know, yes, you know, Patrick Stewart is amazing. That man is a legend. But at the same time, even he made a statement and he was like, sometimes you have to, in this business and in life, you have to pass the torch. Sometimes it's good to invest in new ideas. It's good to invest in in, in new stock, as he put it. Because if we just stay stuck in the same thing, even though we may love it, we're we're, we're not going to go anywhere and it's it's going to get stale and and he was like i just really don't want the amazing things that we did to be remembered like that you want it to go out how it went out um so i yeah that's my thought i just so so two
0: two things one the, my two favorite star treks involving time travel city on the edge of tomorrow yes. where there's this gate that they, that uh, I think Dr. McCoy accidentally gets something ingested in him. He goes a little nuts. He yeah. runs into it and then they run after him. And of course that the original series was made in the sixties. So that time they travel to is about that same time. What's cool about that is I think people watching at the time would have been like, Oh, the, now they're, now they're like in actual time. Right. And, where I had that moment was in the Voyage Home, the Star Trek movie Yes. where yes. they wrap around the sun and they go back to the eighties and I'm like, Oh wow, this is so neat because I know the eighties, like I didn't know notice, <laughs> but I know the eighties and I know how things worked. And, and so some of my favorite moments of that is Scotty, when they're trying to figure out how to design a way to hold the whales to get them back Right. and he's putting stuff into the computer. And so he comes up to the computer, he's got the mouse, and he's like, computer, computer, and they're all looking at him like, that's not the way it works. <laughs> he didn't even know how we're supposed to use events. Right. And then and then, when he's putting, he's, whatever they were calling it, some transparent aluminum was what right. he was trying to put together, transparent aluminum. And somebody comes up to and he's like, well, aren't you gonna mess with the future if you invent it before it's supposed to get invented? And Scotty looks at him and says, how do you know I'm not the one that invented it all? <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't right i mean but you really don't <laughs> start star trek did some really cool episodes right uh for me i i i think i would lean more towards the original series i think they they did some really cool time travel stuff um and yeah there was there was definitely some some cool memories and they right. did a few where they went back or no actually they did a couple it wasn't really time travel they went to planets where things evolved differently on that planet. And was exactly. Like what about the Nazis? It's yep. not that they time travel. It's just like a parallel,
1: yeah, Earth almost kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They it, it was like they it was almost like it was running a, a, a parallel timeline. Only they the that planet didn't discover things as quickly as we did. They were like, I think at one point it, it was like I want to say like twenty. 15, 20 years behind yeah. is, is what they, it was what they made it seem according to like the fashion that I saw. I yeah. could be wrong, but, <laughs> you know. And another just,
0: amazing, another amazing one was in the the Enterprise series.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: every time they talked about time travel, I was to Paul would be like, the science director on Vulcan has determined that time travel is not possible. And every time you're just like, you are so wrong. <laughs> <You can't> wait, <laughs> right. you can't wait until
1: you're shown wrong. And you'll be like, I mean, um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, that's it, you know, all Easter eggs, man. Like it, it, yeah. it, the variety is what made it great. Yeah. So, um, the last show that I have, which we've already touched on, um, I still haven't finished it. I'm, I'm, I'm seasons behind, to be honest. It's one thing that I am struggling to catch up on because I've got so much stuff going legends of tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I love the fact that simply um, because the main character, the original Time Ranger, um, he was actually in Doctor Who, so he was married, he wasn't originally married, but he was married to one of the companions, um, so when they got, when they started getting heavily involved, and they, then they got married, they would travel together with the Doctor, um that and, was Rick in, Hunter.
0: The, the main guy was Rick Hunter, yes right?
1: yeah, yeah yeah um so i always thought that was really cool because i liked the nod because it's like i've already been in space you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it um it, it, it kind of helps to i think that also helps to lend to um the authenticity factor because it's it, like we know it's not real but at the same time He's played enough of characters within that role doing that same kind of premise that he's able to put off as like, I can trick you to think this is real because I've been doing enough of this and done it in so many ways that he can bring a little bit of everything together. Um, so I thought that was pretty cool. So another one, is not
0: again, sneaking on maybe not quite time travel, maybe we'll get some negative comments, but there's a series Andromeda. Oh, and- I love that. And the the lead in Andromeda is, of course, Kevin Sorbo, who played Hercules. And in the very first episode, I think it's the very first episode, he's going around the ship trying to find something. And he's pulling stuff out and he pulls a part of the ship apart and he pulls out his Hercules sword. And he's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I don't need that. And then he throws it away. But it's that same idea of he's continuing, like he's just trying to make this continuing thing. You see that, you're just kind of laughing. Right, like, nobody could pull that off except Kevin, Sparrow.
1: and that's the thing, too. So, like, I know it isn't necessarily time travel, but um, Nathan Filion does the same thing in all of the shows yeah. that he directs and he writes and he's in. You see yeah. characters from his previous show or a previous movie, like all of his shows, you have seen um, appearances from at least one or more Firefly cast members in his new show, The Rookie. You've seen almost the entire cast of Castle. So I think it's the same kind of great nod where you're like, great, you know, recognize this great and you're like, I know I have to do this. Um, You know what?
0: As I think about it now, I think it is time travel. It's, It's kind of a fourth. We talked about like loops and stuff like that, but it's the idea of planting Easter eggs in shows so that when you go back and watch them, you can see those different things another another right. two jay and silent bob uh-huh. so many shows that i've never noticed until i go back and rewatch them so it's like they travel through time because yep. you're like they were in the background of that scene like yep <laughs>
1: <laughs> right yeah like, i I've I've seen that several times, and to this day, it's it's the it's the best. Like maybe I, I they actually have a time machine and <laughs> went back to those. Maybe they weren't there. You know, maybe. you know, maybe I think just maybe one of us should uh, should just get on the old interwebs and uh, yeah. hit up one of Kevin Smith's podcasts and be like, all right, look, Kevin, <laughs> admit it. Let yeah. let we got a level with each other here. Yeah. All right, I yeah. need to know. Can you and Jay time travel? Yeah, <laughs> Just, I have to know. Just I can't, I, I, can't unsee what I've seen. Okay, it's it's seared into my brain. So we 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 have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, moving into movies. So I picked one, two. I picked four movies. Okay, that best represent for me at least that I've enjoyed the most. That didn't seem so super fake that I'm like I can't I can't enjoy this. Um, so the first one is, is, is fairly new. Um, it's called the Tomorrow War. Yep. Um, so basically the premise is like there's an alien war waging in the future. And in the current, they, are, they declare the state of emergency and they draft soldiers and regular people to go and fight this war. So you get jumped into the future to fight this war, to take out these aliens. So there is still a human race by the time we age. Um, and so I'm not going to give any spoilers cause well, this is only like a year or two old. So, but yeah, and so that's, that's kind of the premise. And so they have to constantly jump back and forth and it shows not only the, the time travel, but also it kind of shows the effects, um, that if time travel were possible, that it can have on your brain and your body. Um, it shows the, you know, the mental scramble, the mental fog. Um, and, and things that could happen if you were to really attempt, uh, the impossible. Um, of course the next one, you know, you know, I had to say it back to the future. Um, I don't care which one, cause in my opinion, they're all great. But, um, when, when talking solely about time travel, you need to have the conversation about Back to the Future. If you don't, how can you not? Like, that is hearkening back to going to the 80s and before that was the first super big, um, most realistic presentation of the theory of time travel. Yeah. Um, so you, you have to give that nod. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, we've talked about this one too, Looper. Um, with Bruce Willis, um, and the the one that I liked about this though is because they not only jump backwards, but he jumps forwards, and it seems, at least the way it seemed to me, is I don't I don't know if you'd necessarily call it time travel, but he was able to kind of jump from side to side, um, kind of thing like several minutes or an hour like because i know at one point he did he did like a few minutes to like avoid getting shot because there was no way he could he couldn't really affect the trajectory of the bullet but he's like i can i can use my looper and jump like 5 minutes into the future and and, and be like 5 feet over um so that movie kind of gave the most rounded off aspect of time travel because you were not only going forward you were going backwards you were able to do what I like to call side travel, which is basically what it seems to me. But also, they also did a really good job of showing what happens when you travel without respecting the travel. When you mess with too many things, when you travel, when you when you talk to people you shouldn't talk to, and um, try and hunt down people that you shouldn't hunt down because you know it'll disrupt the timeline. So. Um, and the last one, which some of our younger audience might not, might not get, but this one isn't even super time travel. It's more of a loop. But I mean, I guess I kind of consider it a loop time travel as well because it kind of is in a way. Yeah. Um, but if, if we're talking about this, you've got you've to gotta talk about the great Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. I mean, come on, come on! Like, how can
0: you not? Like, I, I love I love the parts where he pretty much gives up.
1: He's like, "Well, how many different ways can I just kill myself?" <laughs> <laughs> and it's I mean, too, like the more you get into the movie, he's like, "Okay, well, I know tomorrow's going to repeat already. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out. I'm going to steal this. I'm going to have the most fantastic day that I possibly can, and spend all this money. I think it, and and then he's and then he's just like, well." I had fun. What am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> what's yeah? What's what's the next thing? So yeah. I mean, that was always that was more the comedical aspect because that's that's what Bill Murray is really good at, you know. Um, so yeah, sure. whenever I think of Looper and time travel, I have you you have to if you if you if you want to claim the status as as film buff and as knowing your stuff you have to give a nod to groundhog day. <laughs> you have to. It's it's an unwritten but written rule. I'm telling you right now. Just mark my words. Written but unwritten rule. You have to give a nod to groundhog day. So And
0: and what's nice about, you know, <clears throat> groundhog day, they don't they don't have to get into time travel or what time right. travel is or anything about that. It's just here's this guy stuck in a situation where he's repeating the same day over and over again know maybe through some sort of fate or right. or god it doesn't have to be anything necessarily science but he's stuck in this and he like he said it's really funny it's hilarious the things that he comes up with because when you're watching it i'm like if i was stuck in the same day i would never think to try that that's a, <laughs> right and at some point he's got so much memorized he must just seem like a genius to people because how did you know that was gonna or the guy's about to trip right. and he stops him from tripping like yeah everything that's about to happen right trying to create this perfect day and <laughs> Honestly, though, I think it's a time travel movie, but you also have to admit it's a love story for the two oh, characters is, yeah. oh, for falling sure. for one another and how, you know, you ever meet a girl and she says, never in a million years. Well, technically, he had a million
1: years. <laughs> I mean, he, yeah, home. he really did. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess. Um, do you have any that you want to add? I think, I think you covered every
0: single one of my series. Like every, every one that I had is one of my favorite TV series. I think you've covered, we talked about Doctor Who, a couple of ones that, that I want to add on um, Terminator series. Yes. I I love the way they did that. I loved how long the franchise went and I loved how they kept connecting things back to earlier episodes. So you you find out like that the show never would have happened had he not have come back to the past and left part of his stuff there that they could figure out the technology to make the future like it was right they may never have discovered it if he hadn't gone back to anyway that was a whole neat idea and the whole evolution of the artificial intelligence in the terminator series and how they grow and how they're able to do more and more things every time a new uh, movie new new version of the movie came out i was always like okay what you know what can this next terminator do that would just overpower what the last one could do. Right. And I'm so glad that after the first one, they turned Arnold Schwarzenegger from into the into the uh, bad character, into the good character and uh, protecting them because I thought right. that was, that really made the show flow a little bit better because it just, he kind of had that experience. He had right. that history and then he was able to try to figure it out. I seen one meme on it and I've been meaning to go back and look because I don't know if it's true, but right. the very last movie, He's he's retired. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, yep.
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger's character is retired, and the meme says something like, "You know what? Oh, he's like, well, I used to be a Terminator, but now I kill bugs. I'm an exterminator."
1: Yes. Okay. So that that is it does happen, and it that made me laugh so hard. I actually had to rewind that <laughs> because I was like, "Did those words just come out of Arnold's mouth? Really, <laughs> really?" <laughs> other 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 really good series uh 12
0: monkeys was really awesome and i think it's a pretty pretty big classic um of course there's hot tub time machine again (laughs) doesn't tell you anything about how the machine works but just kind of funny it's just pure Uh, comedy
1: that's what it is right it's it's
0: it's, it's you know it's it's you know have a couple of beers while you watch it and you'll probably think you're time traveling
1: too exactly
0: uh or whatever maybe not just maybe not just beer. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I mean, I was going to say for you, you know, you'd have a couple Molsons, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. So the, um oh, there's a couple other series. Now that I think of it, the, there's one that was out not that long ago called The Peripheral. That's really interesting. I don't
1: know if I, what was that on?
0: <sighs> I want to say, so in, our television over in Canada is a little bit different, but I right. think it's called Showcase. Um, so I don't know what that is in your area but yeah you'll have have,
1: to you'll have to send me um the the name and stuff and i'll have to look that up because i didn't
0: i heard the name but i I
1: so the peripheral is
0: a little bit similar to traveler in the sense that it's a conscious it's a projection of consciousness right except that it's through um, virtual reality. So basically they have these virtual reality headsets and that's how they project the consciousness okay. and where they project the consciousness to isn't another human being. It's like an Android that looks just like a human being. Okay. okay. So that's, is, but, but it, it follows the idea of this. And I think it's based on a book series and the, um, the, the, the whole series travels through this, this main woman who's trying to figure out what's going on and all the things she gets thrown into. And right. I, I think I've, Season two hasn't started. I finished season one, and it kind of gives you a cliffhanger into what season two would be. So peripheral was really good. Uh, Timeless. I don't know if you ever watched that one. That was another good I, one, too. I don't
1: I don't think so. I so even Timeless, think I've heard of there, was,
0: it. there was three or four of them, and they're in a machine that looks like a big silver egg. Okay. And this machine can travel through time and the government is chasing them because they kind of stole the machine. Okay. And anyway, they're trying to, they're going to these different timelines. Oh, of course. Uh, as I I'm just talking quantum leap.
1: Oh quantum god, leap yes. An
0: awesome time travel series okay. as well. And projection of consciousness into other people's bodies.
1: I see I have to I have to say something about that one because okay. I'm all for the Scott Bakula version of Quantum Leap. But I will be very honest with you. I don't like the new one. No? I, I it's not the same. And they they try to say it is, but the if you if you look real hard, the premise has changed. And 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 it's changed enough to where it's like uh and, and also too, it's it's for me it's like I don't personally think that it should have been done. I mean there's just some shows that they achieve such greatness and nostalgia that you just don't fricking mess with them, you know. I'm, yeah. I, that's my personal thing, though. That's that's, that's just I think, my opinion. I think
0: one of the things I think one of the things that that caused people issues with it is they show a lot more of what's happening in the present. Like uh, in the original Quantum Leap, he traveled. We seen we seen him. We have seen uh, Stockwell. I forget what his uh, the the guy who is the hologram and we seen the the little Ziggy
1: Z- oh and yeah Ziggy and
0: but he, anyway that was the story right he would always go to different things and every single one would start I think pretty much with him saying oh boy yep um, yep that that's not in the new one I mean they sort of tried in the first one but that's not really in the new one and it's that's the story. The whole story is about him trying to write something that once went wrong, which was kind of the premise of the episode. And some people love the fact that now they're showing more of, well, what's going on at headquarters, but it's a love and hate relationship. Some people are like, nah, I didn't need all that. I just like the story of, you know, him getting into not knowing what's going on and trying to figure it all out. So, yeah. Oh, uh, what does that remind me of another one? Um, shoot, slipped my mind. He, uh, Time travel. Continuum. Continuum oh, okay.
1: is yeah, another. That, I mean, that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't <laughs> know, mixed, mixed feelings. Um, well, before we 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 start going down, we could go. Place. We could go for hours. We could. I just know go that's, for hours. that's 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 <laughs> the problem. We could. Um, do you want to kind of before we get into the acknowledgments and kinds of things that yep. we wanted to talk about? Do you want to really quickly kind of touch on, uh, we wanted to talk about DC versus Marvel and kind of the different ways that they handle it. Right, totally totally forgot. So,
0: and I don't know how many people realize this, but time travel does not work the same way in the Marvel universe as it does in the DC universe. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to understand that, and and what I think was a lot of people had a hard time wrapping their head around was the... uh, was the movie and and Thanto snaps his fingers and then they have to go back in time right. and there's a lot of weird things about that because people it brings up questions like well, i don't understand they went and they went back to get the infinity stones but then the infinity stones wouldn't have been there so shouldn't have that have changed the future right and the idea in that universe is that when you go back into the past there's no risk of creating a paradox by changing something because all you're doing is creating another sort of future line that carries on parallel. And you can jump. So one of the problems is, and if you think about back to the future, they go back to uh, whatever it was, the, the 60s. And right. then on their jump back after Biff steals the Almanac, now the 80s is different, right? Right. But in, in, the, in the Marvel universe, you go back and change something in the past, it's no big deal. You just jump back to the future that existed as if that past never happened. And that's not a problem. Right. So they avoid the whole paradox problem. Right, and right. that is completely the opposite in, in DC. And a perfect example of DC, uh, of course, the Legends of Morrow, but also the Flash, because in the Flash, he many times goes back in the past, changes the future. You know, the biggest one being Flashpoint, where he totally messes with the future when he gets back. And everybody right. else is different except him. And he realizes, oh my God, I messed I messed everything up. So we watch shows like DC. And I think that's more the classical thinking around time travel is that when you go back and you change something, you mess up the future. And so because Marvel did it differently, I think it was confusing to people. It's like, wait a minute. Wouldn't that have caused all these problems and all these paradoxes? No, not really. Because in their world, it just spans a whole new timeline that travels this way and a timeline. And you just jump to whatever timeline suits you. And, and there was a little bit of a trick, because they still had to go back and put all of the Infinity Stones back exactly where they were. I think this was Endgame, right? Just before. Yeah. Because if they didn't, they risked that the timeline they were jumping to would no longer exist. They still needed it to exist. So they had to put them all back to where they were. But they weren't at any risk of changing it as long right. as everything got set back the way it was in yeah. the beginning.
1: So like I said, um, that's, that's kind of neat. Right um before we share with everybody our first two ever uh geeks of the week do you i know we have a ask a geek segment question that was submitted um do you wanna do you wanna answer that for us absolutely so this is
0: our first geek of the week question i have it here and the question is what are the benefits of adding a usb drive to your router or router i I think it's i think it's router i go with router
1: yeah i here we say we say router a lot more than anything router
0: (laughs) so so i'm going to show you an example this is this is a tp link wi-fi router and you can see it's got all the little ports to plug in your cable and of course it's got your wireless and it's got your power i upgraded this one this one does not have um a usb port But And I I can't show my actual one, the one I upgraded to, because it's got a bunch of wires and it's over there. But anyway, this is the little USB port that comes with it, uh, with the newer upgraded version. And you might wonder, okay, well, what's what's that USB port all about? So I can tell you that when they first came out, they first came out actually for the purpose of printers. Uh, People who had printers and they wanted to make their printer wireless, you could plug it into there, suddenly you had a wireless printer. The thing is, most printers you buy today are now already wireless built in. So you don't really need that port. Right. Uh, so in later versions of uh, router software, firmware, you can plug in a drive. And you plug in a hard drive. Now you have network storage that you can access from anywhere. Okay, right. so why not just plug it into your computer and access it from there? The main reason, the main advantage you're getting is, is power consumption. So if you have a desktop, and your desktop is running. Let's just say it's using seventy-five watts on one hundred and twenty volts. Right. It's burning a lot of power. A couple of dollars a day—that's costing you in your power bill to keep that on all the time, so that you can access the data on your drive, whether you're watching it, you know, your home movies or whatever you're doing. Right. And that's using a lot of power. When you switch to these devices, we're talking something that runs at under five volts, maybe a watt or less. Right? right? You could run this for two years, and it's still not burned the power that one day burns on your desktop. Laptop's a bit in between. Laptop,
1: yeah, you yeah.
0: get a little bit of that in, in between power. But the main reason you do that is because you want to have it running all the time. You can always access it from the cloud, from wherever you want, right. but you're going to have that reduced power. You're not going to increase your power bill. Now, you can also buy something called network attached storage, which is basically a little box that is a hard drive, but it has the network built in. Okay. Uh, The main difference there is that they do have a lower power consumption, um, but you don't have as much control. Like, let's just say that you had a hard drive lying around because you know computers get old, but the hard drives still work. So you're like, okay, I'm gonna throw out this computer, but maybe I can still use the hard drive. You plug that hard drive into your USB port, instant network, drive that you can use, Right. These, these network attached storage devices, although sometimes they're expandable, they're often just for that, they have the hard drive built in, and that's what they're custom to. So you're paying for it. But if you're like, hey, I already have a router with the USB, why don't I just plug an existing drive into it? Right. Now you have your own network attached storage in the cloud. One other thing people don't know that these drives are used for <laughs> on these routers is a piece of software, we call it firmware, it's embedded yep. into the machine. And you can upgrade that. In fact, sometimes you'll get a notice saying you need to upgrade it, it needs security patches. But there's hobbyists that have their own operating systems that you can install on these instead, overriding the existing software, making its own little uh, system. And you do that two ways. One is you can do it through the web browser. And another way is you do it by putting the updated firmware on the USB, stick it in, you boot it up and now it has this additional features, it actually becomes like a little computer that you can access that, I actually have one set up in my back and what it does is it'll automatically update my website every day automatically just logs into the website, does it because it's got this little operating system running on it that I can get into and I can control how those scripts work. Right. So that's, if you're a hobbyist and you have one of those ports, it gives you that additional flexibility beyond just plugging in a hard drive. And you know, you have to be patient and be the kind of person that will go nuts when things don't work and you could basically brick it and make it useless. So it's, it's for hobbyists and people that like that sort of hacking around.
1: All right. Well, that was, that was our first ever. If you guys want to ask a question, drop it below in the comments or hop on over to our Facebook page really quick before we end, because we're pushing our time. I want to say a big thank you to our very first ever geeks of the week. Um, Tyler W and Randall L. Um, thank you guys for watching our, our, our episodes and being a part of the Facebook page community and commenting and sharing, uh, what we post. If you yourself listening right now want to be a geek of the week or have a chance to be a geek of the week, your best bet is to when comment on our videos, uh, comment on the Facebook page and be really active because I go in and I check the notifications. Whose name am I seeing um, more than a few times? Uh, who has left comments? Who is engaging um, and, and giving us ideas and sharing their feedback and, and, and hopping in on the questions that we post. That is how you become geek of the week. Um, with that being said, Brad, it has been a joy as always, my friend. Um, Back to you. <laughs> until the next time you guys let your geek flag fly and we'll catch you on the next one